Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to the Real Mill Fan Show. Except no substitute, dear listeners. Except no substitute. My name is Nick Hart, and with me on tonight's show, we have just the a, a dynamic duo of Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael. Evening, Nick. Evening, listeners. How are we all? And all the way from Chernobyl is Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. Good evening, listeners. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, just a little shout out to Aaron Paul. We believe he's working on, uh, I think he's earning a living somewhere. He's probably working on a, on, a, on a radio station. Can't be with us tonight. And neither can um, Mike Hayden, who joined us for one of our early shows. He's not available tonight. So you had this um, traditional, traditional threesome, Nick Hart, Michael Avery and Harry Warren to consider um, a mood of optimism, boys. I think there's a real air of excitement at the den. It's unfamiliar territory, isn't it? Um, are you feeling it? Are you feeling, Harry? Are you feeling it, Michael? Um, um, a, a present, a present, so I am. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we, we was obviously riding the crest of a return to the championship a couple of years ago, and um, I think that sort of diluted some of the defeats we had last season. It started with um, a similar unbeaten run, which wasn't too convincing. But we 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 look like we're the real deal. We look like we actually might get a a finish that ends in ten this season. I think we do. What about you, Harry? Are you feeling the optimism at the moment? Uh, I'm feeling. I probably I'm. You know, when we lose three or four on the bounce, I'm. Don't <laughs> over a bump. <laughs> yeah, but when when we play well, I seemingly forget that teams around us. Are probably as good, maybe better than us, and and start thinking. You know, I was already got my map out and going. Well, when would the playoffs be? And I can't go on holiday then, just in case the playoff final. So book it in your calendar, lads, because I think um, you know how we said before we kicked a ball that if we started well and you get to Christmas and you're in with a sniff. Well, if we win at home and draw away. We'll end up with 92 points if we go unbeaten the old season. So that's all. Unbeaten the old season's a big <laughs> ask. <laughs> I've got a quote here. I've, I've picked up a quote from the uh, House of Fun message, which I, did, I didn't record who said it, unfortunately. So if it's your quote out there, dear listeners, do do forgive me. Um, but I just thought it's, it's a really nice quote. It kind of sums up where I'm at at the moment. Um, 
the, the, the uh, author says, all really good signs coming out of the club. If we've got the spirit from two years ago, the, the surge towards the playoffs of two years ago, if we've got that back, we could be on for one of those special seasons. Um, when a Millwall side gives everything, the crowd responds, and then the Millwall is a very special place to be. And I, I think that kind of captures where we're at at the moment. Because, I mean, home win against Preston, that was, um, I think, as you said, Harry, B+. Plus. But then last Saturday, a trip to one of the contenders for the, for, the, for the division, really, West Bromwich Albion, and we gave more than a good account of ourselves up there. I thought we, we, we managed that game very, very well by, by the final whistle. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. I think, as we said, with the B-plus Preston, but obviously I think I've, I've amended that to, a, to, a, uh, to an A-minus. I was going to say uh, A-minus for last Saturday's performance. Um, well, no, I was saying the Preston one's got better in retrospect, seeing the way that... Oh, in retrospect, right. You've upgraded yeah. it. Um, okay. I mean, they, dis- they dismantled, they beat Bradford saying, like, 4 or 5 nil in the week. They won yeah. at the weekend the week before. And really, that's that's the thing. They come and got, they were tactically beaten by Neil Harris, I think. I don't think they were necessary, just a bit like at the West Brom game, of bringing Matt Smith on late on. All right, we were a goal down. Brought Matt Smith late on and he completely changed the game. So, you know, um, also a good save from Bart in the first after Spare Cooper's blushes. You know, yeah. but like everyone's saying, that the quality that we have now from the bench to change games, you know, that's a bit like the first season. That sounds silly. I know he only played, whatever, 12 minutes or whatever. When you've got Tim Cale on the bench compared to Tom Elliott, I mean, even Tim Cale at 37, for me, is a better option than Tom Elliott on the bench. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's what we were left with. And Fred, and we were left with that last season. Fred, yeah. That yeah. Where we've got, Proven first-team players from last season can't get a game. And you're sitting there thinking, you know, if we pick up an injury, we have got a ready-main replacement in most positions, or if not a player who's played there in the past. So, you know, all the things that people, all the doubts, all the all the Millwall message boards at the end of last season, all the negativity around Neil Harris, you know, two results will now three, obviously, with the Caribou Cup. Which if you include the Cup, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that suddenly... You know, the, he's the Messiah again. He's the chosen one. He will lead us to the promised land. The will be homed. <laughs> what about you, Michael? Is he the special one, Neil, for you at the moment? He's, he's, um, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. No, um, <laughs> but, but he's uh, basically, and we was talking on, um, as you, you two guys were just talking on it there, importantly, last season, I absolutely guarantee if we would have gone 1-0 down at the Hawthorns early into the second half, we would have crumbled and that would have been yeah. about 3-4-0. The very point I was going to make. That. Absolutely, mm. yeah. And um, and also as well, as you were saying as well, with the depth, if you look at that side who played in the Cup, yeah, you can say it's a Carabao Cup game and nobody likes what takes it too seriously. I'm one of those people. You don't really take that Cup seriously until you're in the final. And even then, no one really cares if you win it or lose it, unless it's part of a quartet of trophies. But <laughs> you you saying about the depth, you know, like, like last, like, you know, it, it, it was a B team we put out. But it still had Sean Hutchinson, who two years ago was out of the year and last year was club captain. J- Jerry Scalak, who who was poor last year, they're now saying he should start in front of Jed Wallace, who has been arguably our best player for two years. You know, Bradshaw comes in and scores. You know, but Varzen comes off um, comes off the bench and um, I don't think he got the goal in the end, did he? Even though BBC credited it to him. But, you know, like you were saying, it's, it's just good that your B team has got international players in it. Is it a, what a time to be alive. Pinch me. Pinch me. I mean, I was going 
was gonna, one of the things I wanted to touch on. I mean, I, I think you're right. A B team um, second string. I don't know what, what whatever description you might want to give the the Caribou Cup um, team in in midweek. Um, all those players could as easily step into the first team. So yes, it is a second string. It is your B side, but um, it's not it's not like you know last season when our B side did include Tom Elliott, did include Fred who really you wouldn't start in a, in a month of Sundays unless you were forced into that position. Whereas any of that, uh, that Caribou Cup squad, you would start them and not really bat an eyelid. Mm. I think there's a big step forward. Um, interesting point that uh, Mill Halfway Line made on, on Twitter. Uh, I want to get both of your, 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 your um, thoughts on it. Is he's, he's concerned at the size of the squad, which I think he said is 20 men, 20 professionals. I haven't, I haven't checked that, so I don't know. But uh, Mill Halfway Line says it looks dangerously small, um, but hats off for the quality of recruitment so far. Established pros coming in to do a job. Um, I mean, we, we probably can't run to a huge squad of experienced pros. So I think that's going to be a, a case of, of making do with, with the size of squad that we've got. But are you concerned about the, the, the numbers or so far so good for you both? I think the numbers game only becomes an issue if we get injuries. Um, let's hope we don't. We've already picked up one with Fielding. Yeah. But we, have repl- we replaced Fielding straight away with another keeper. Keeper played... You know, um, Tuesday night, they won. Um, the free keeper, even now, the two out of the three keepers, and now when uh, Fielding's back eventually, all three keepers are better than the three keepers we had last season. Um, so so that's for me. The, the defence, we have enough in defence. Midfield, we are probably a little bit light, I agree, in terms of central midfielders, who, in the sense that Malumbi... Yes, played on Tuesday night, but not necessarily got that much experience. Thompson, not that much experience. Leonard, jury's still out of, although I think he will come good, given time. And Williams, I don't know, is ready to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, so that's the only concern I'd have. I think wide areas were fine. And up front, really, the only problem is, is if we lost Smith, what would we do? That, that would be my only concern. Would Bavarsen go forward? and be as good as Smith and as direct. But um, I, I agree, the squad looks bad on paper, but then you, you sort of realise that, as, as you said, Nick, that if we are to recruit these players, and I'm sure some of these players are on not a lot of money for championship standards, but they're on a lot for Millwall. Not by Millwall standards, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think that, you know, you said that last season, what was it, Billy Mitchell come in and, and Alexander's son's there. You know, these are the players that if we did get an injury crisis... I'd rather see them get substitute like sub bench appearances rather than a bunch of people that don't want to be there. And I think there's a balance between that. So, you know, um, I, yes, you'd always want more players, but then we have more players in the past and we end up getting relegated. So with massive dirt and using 43. So uh, one fine line, I suppose. No, one. no, I, 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 with, with the thing with the squad. Sorry to Nick to take you off. That's all right. I think I think the size of the squad's fine, in my opinion. Neil Harris said when he first came in that he um he likes to have smaller squads. Um, and l- last season was just I, f- I think even with squad even with stuff like squad sizes and integral parts of squads, last season was a huge learning curve. Not just not just on the pitch with results and quality. I'm talking about with squad sizes as well because we we seem to we was unlucky with injury. 
But you know, we, we, we as you were saying, um, Harry, we kept having these players who who didn't even sort of really want to be there. You know, like on the bench, like with the Tom Elliotts and the Fred. So obviously, he's Neil, Neil Harris is obviously thinking, I'd rather keep it small, like you're saying, have people who want to be there than have it absolutely massive. And credit to the uh, recruitment staff when at the end of last season we didn't have a goalkeeper. So then sign two goalkeepers, lose one, and then sign another one who's played 300 games in the space of only a couple of weeks. It's a fantastic bit of work, in my opinion. And the thing that struck me, on, on particularly on Saturday's performance, the one-all draw up at Albion, um, I mean, we lost Romeo. We, 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 I haven't read anything about Marlon's injury. I mean, it looked like concussion on the field. I'm back for Tuesday night on the bench. He's on the bench, was he? So he must yeah. be past that. I mean, normally they're very... Uh, wary of concussion in the modern modern world, generally, rightly rightly so. But one thing that struck me is, is the flexibility of a number of our players. I mean, obviously Ferguson came in, I think, initially on Saturday, he went into the right-back position and then maybe all that change with Leonard going back there. And I thought Ryan Leonard did a fairly good job at right-back. Um, I'm not his greatest fan in midfield, but I thought he did a fair job at right-back. And, I mean, uh, you know, in, in historically, Sean Williams has played more in central defence. Not we may need him at that in that position, but it just struck me that we've probably got a lot of um, players who can fit in as and when required in unfamiliar positions, and that's not a bad place to find yourself in. Um, I mean, the other the other thing I was just going to uh, touch on is the the tactics. On 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 Saturday, we soaked it up and soaked it up, um, and then I feared once we went one down because. As you said, Michael, earlier on, that's that's you know last season. That was the moment where the wheels come off, and um, you know we veered into the ditch. But um, we then changed it. The introduction of Smith, we became far more aggressive going forwards, and I thought we looked pretty good on it. You know, when we go forwards, and I know we probably can't do that for 90 minutes, hence the soak it up, soak it up routine. But when we do go forwards, we look like a dangerous side. That's that's a real you know a real refreshing thing to be able to say. No, I was just going to say I always remember back to. Um an interview a few years ago with Steve Morrison where he, he always said that even, even though results may not suggest it, Millwall seemed to always um, prefer playing away because they didn't have that expectation of always having to sort of like, you know, really drive forward all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying there about soaking it up, soaking it, soaking it up. When you're a team who, let's be honest, um, under Neil Harris, you know, people have argued with his tactics and his substitutions, but we are a counter-attacking team. So if you're playing away in front of only a few hundred supporters or maybe 1,100 at most, and you've not got that expectation to keep driving on, that could actually play to your advantage rather than playing at home in front of 15,000 people who are screaming, why aren't you pushing on those defenders who are playing it across the back line at nil-nil, in my opinion. I I agree with that. I'd also say that um, I'm going to shout out another podcast, the uh, Not The Top 20 podcast. Uh, (laughs) One of the guys... Basically, saying their pre-season predictions had us 13th. Um, I've listened to it sort of their two shows back to back today. And what they were saying was that our recruitment suits the exact way we play. And when they sit there and watch someone like Matt Smith, and they say, "Oh, yeah, he's just a target man," they obviously have never watched him. And to be honest, before a ball was kicked, I thought he was going to be really immobile, really static. But he's turned into basically being a version of Morrison from two years ago, or maybe like a League One Morrison, where he's your talisman and he wins every header. And if he doesn't win the header, he puts a defender in a position where they're going to make a mistake. It's just that intelligent. And and where you're saying about soaking it up, yes, we've got to soak it up because the players in this division, at the top end of the division, 
are basically Premier B players, aren't they? They're sort of like a separate yeah. league. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We're in the League One Plus League, that's sort of the bottom six. And then you've got the Premier League B teams with the parachute payments or whatever at the top of the league. Include Leeds in that, even though they've not got a parachute payment just from their size. But, you know, we we have to... We have to recruit intelligently. We have to tactically beat teams by, you know, when we went up under jacket, there was always like this idea when we played teams like Leeds and we played, I can't remember who we played. They were top of the league that season when they went up, when we went up in uh, against Swindon. Norwich. We, we played was it Norwich, was it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Norwich, we, yeah. We, played yeah. Nor- we played Norwich at a den. That's the exact game I was thinking of. And basically, Abdu's role in the entire game was literally, don't touch the ball, just stay on Huckabee. Just, <laughs> uh, not Huckabee, um, what's his name? Houlihan. Uh, stay on Houlihan. Yeah. And he didn't touch the ball. And they did, we won 1-0. We soaked up pressure. And the thing is, is Harris was in those sides. Harris has been in mm. successful Millwall sides that aren't, weren't necessarily the youngster side that he'd come through with with Kale and Reed and Ifill and Kino and never caught at the back, and Deitch, that were blessed with talent, he was in the side, you know, the workhorse side, the, the side that had journeyman football players like Danny Stokes. The Stoke, governors, Alex the governors, Harry. Yeah, well, that, but that's it, mate. That's, yeah, that's no, I mean, what we're built on, unfortunately, whether people like that or not. If you want tippy-tappy bollocks, go and watch Barcelona. We fuck, are the, off, fuck off to Cholton. Why don't you fuck off to Cholton? Exactly, fuck off to Cholton. Don't, don't, look, at the end of the day, it, the wheels all could come crashing down. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday, right? Who are top of the league, two wins from two on Saturday. If we win that game, we'll have seven out of nine. If you had asked any Millwall fan, realistically, at, at, at the last game of last season, how many points will Millwall have after three games next season, you know the answer wouldn't have been fucking seven out of nine, would it? It's the hope no, that kills you. Achtung. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One thing that I really liked on Saturday, I mean, obviously the finish from Matt Smith, I thought that was a really well-taken finish. You know, we, we, we've lost Lee Gregory now for many, many reasons. Um, but one of his flaws in his game was his lack of finishing at times. Well, that was a great finish from Matt Smith. That was a refreshing moment. And I don't know about you, you chaps, but I just love that classic photo of uh, Matt Smith scores as a group of players in front of the Travelling Mill support. And, and Smith's face looks at slightly 
awestruck at this 1500 madman basically in front of him it's, it's it's got this kind of look of joy mixed with fear mixed with awe mixed with um i don't know his, his mind is blown by the fact these people are going absolutely mad and making the noise that they did i want to take me pay tribute to those 1500 because i was i was watching on, on a stream that came over very very loudly indeed and i think people in the ground said it was it was um it was quite a quite a level of support that the team got i just think that's going to be one of the classic mill photos well there's an of, of there's the an, season there's an official wedding photo from the wedding i was at this, on saturday there's yeah. a picture of me sitting around the dinner table on my phone with the Milwaukee <laughs> on and that's not to say that you know i'm a i'm a bad person but you know um are you a bad boy, Harry? It was his wedding. It was his wedding. But fifteen hundred travelled to West Brom. We had a, we had a fifteen thousand. I know there's a few, uh, you know, thousand of Preston at home on on opening day, and three hundred and fifty, I think, I read, went up for the. Um, you know, mental bastards. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, dead. So that's a good turnout for a Carabao Cup game. It's not quite a, a dead rubber, is it? But it's you know, that, that's a midweek repeat trip back to the same place we were at on Saturday. Yeah, and three hundred fifty made it. Um, so I just think the level of support that the, the team is getting at the moment, and if we can overcome Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, you're, you're right, Harry. You know, they've made a, a cracking start to the season, two wins out of two, but they won't be fancying a trip to the den at all. I mean, I. I I, I only half joking I, when I'm talking to members of my family that follow other teams in the Premier League. I I actually mean it when I say I'd fancy us against anyone at the den. I'd, I'd even include, um, with, with a fair win, Manchester City as well. But yeah, um, because of the nature of the crowd that will turn out for such an event, I just think that it it becomes um, a, a, it becomes a kind of a, a a maelstrom in that stadium. And I think that would take us against anybody. Um, I mean, we wouldn't necessarily beat City, but we certainly take the game to them. The crowd would certainly uh, take the game to them. So I, I think that we know if we can get a, another win on Saturday, and it's by no means cut and dried, but it could be a really rip-roaring start to the season. And then, uh, you know, hope springs eternal. Well, let's yeah, be honest, I how think... many games until we've got like a den event? There's got to be a den event. It's kind of the Sheffield Wednesday game. Well, if we win that, it will become the next game. will become the event because we'll have a really good start and everyone will start talking mm. about it stupidly. The right? thing is, though, yeah. Denny Vent is normally a riot. Well, no, Denny Vent <laughs> yeah. is like Cholton turning up or Leeds turning up or an ex-manager <laughs> that we don't like or Rooney turning up. You know, we need something quite soon because, you know, you need a Den event. It's like what you're saying about the Man City thing. I said that, that you know, as I said, I've come since I was seven and the new Den in my time, which was the new Den, has become the Den. We've dropped the mm. new because the paint started to peel away and the guano where you sit and the yeah the old bits of chewing gum still there for two three years on a trot yeah but that's good i don't think people understand that it's good it needs to be fucking horrible again right the more horrible it is the more horrible we are the more it takes on a life of its own it like writes its own script it becomes as you said i I feel like i'm turning into fucking chris eubank here but it (laughs) it becomes a coliseum of noise it becomes it becomes like gladiators, doesn't it? Basically, it becomes if you've got enough. Absolutely, to come absolutely. Out and take it. And well, that's, that's that's what pushed the run towards the playoffs. That's what fueled it right yeah. up until oh, Fulham oh, got their second goal. Exactly. Oh, you're not entertained. Neil Harris on Saturday referred to the character, belief, and the confidence to come back after conceding a really disappointing goal. He said that Saturday, 
And I just want to touch on the the second string that's called them that. I'm not sure that's, you know, that might be a little bit disparaging. But they showed character and belief and courage there again on Tuesday night to go back to uh, West Brom, to go a goal down, scored by their their, their main man, Charlie Austin. You, you know, they would have expected to have pressed on from there and, and, and you know, gone through to, albeit a you know, competition that nobody's particularly interested in, but it's always better to win than lose. And I just think that that team showed great courage and great, um, you know, just general bottle to go back there and get a result up there. A really a really nice performance by all accounts. I didn't see it, unfortunately, so I'm speaking slightly blind I, on it. I listened to it um, and I thought on, I listened to it on iFollow, to be honest. I thought, hmm. we were, um, I thought we were good. As you said, it was the second string. The keeper, I've seen the goal since. I don't think the keeper covers himself in glory. But I don't know. It's hard to tell from the camera. Whether that's where it hit the crossbar and came back off the crossbar. I actually, I actually think that. I, I think that's a bit harsh to be honest with you, mate. Because he, he pulled off the save, didn't he? He pushed it on the bar. So yeah, what I'm saying is, it's the way it's the way he saved it. It sort of hit him in the middle, which I always think's like mm. a. What's happened? Why are you why are you here? Do you understand what I mean? You're not. Yeah, yeah. Not dive for it. You're sort of just taking it and sort of. So it makes it look worse. Maybe with a different angle, but it's only one. See, 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 see this. See, this is where this is where you're so difficult to please because Jordan Archer probably knew that a couple of years ago. That's why he let so many in because he <laughs> said he probably thought I'd rather let them go through me than have that disappointing deflection and not know where it goes. What has become? Just, just to just to interject, what has become of Jordan Archer? Is he is he has he no found a club? club? I haven't followed his career. So no club. club. No one. No, no one at all. No one. Wow. No. I mean, uh, I mean, I saw, I saw and, and the yeah. number one spot at Charlton, and then right. when he realised no one else was going for him, I think he went back to Charlton, and Charlton told him to fuck off. So, um, wow. I don't know who I am kind of thing. I guess I don't know. Maybe he was it, one it, of the bad. Maybe he was one of the bad eggs, ladies and gentlemen. Who would have thought that? The disruptive mm. ju- juvenile delinquents that we seem to have shipped out to great values. I mean that. That is almost, I mean, you know, we're talking about the signings and they're all, all valid. You know, a lot of these these guys have come in and really shown they're professional. And I think they're all, you know, newcomers are all slowly tapping into what it means to to have this mad band of 1,500 people that would roar, out, roar, however many 30,000 West Brom fans and just what, you know, what, what that can produce. But it just shows what a disruptive, you know, mm. uh, these, these these players, that, that what impact they had on our, our season last year. Because I th- and, and and the thing is as well, the thing is as well, Nick is like, you think that in the last eighteen months to two years, and we'll include like um, Meredith in this as well. You had James, you had James Meredith, who was a World Cup. Fair, fair enough, everyone says about the K influence, whatever it was, but you know that first season he was with us, he was unplayable. Not the Fred unplayable, he was unbelievable. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall went yeah, to Norwich. Yeah, How yeah. much was he on? Twenty-five grand a week, arguably. Well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. And he's he's been completely and totally gone. So you look; these are three players who a few years ago were like first team regulars. But fair enough, people say what they want about Millwall and style of play on wage structure or whatever. But these were first team regulars, international footballers in a side who finished eighth and only what six. Five six points off the playoffs yeah. um, in the championship, and now no one no one wants them, and it's proven that no one wants them because they, as far as I know, they're not even doing a Wilfred Bonny training at Newport County. You know, like Mar- what's happened to Marshall? Is, is, 
Marshall, is he? He's back at Norwich, presumably. No, he's, he's not. He's been let go. He's, been, he's, been oh, let go. he's got right. yeah, mutual consent. Um, mutual consent with immediate effect, straight out. Wow. So I guess that's, that's, what, that's a pay-up job. That is, and fuck off. Yeah. Well, that's, no, but that's, that's what that's, I'm saying. I mean, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Stay, yeah, exactly. You've got a player there who you, you're basically saying if, if you're letting them go for mutual consent you know that you could have basically let any single club go in for him and go, do you know what? We will do whatever we can to get rid of this bloke. We'll even play his wages and no one's still come in for him. So they've just gone sod it. We'll just pay him off. Get know? shot of him. Get shot of him. Yeah. Going, going think... back to the people that actually did play Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, I mean, like what you were saying, Nick, I, I mean, I've listened to the game. Skalak's deliveries are deadly. A- absolutely. I mean... I saw the uh, the highlights and, and he delivered the... um. The free kick that Bradshaw headed home from close. I think that was a Scalac cross, I believe. Yeah, that yeah, was. There was right. other ones. There was other chances. Aidan O'Brien nearly scores the greatest volley outside of 25 yeah, yeah. yards. There, yeah. there was double saves from their keeper. There was 10, 15 minutes in the first half after we, um, after they scored, right before the end, before we scored, that we were all over them. And then the game changed after we scored. It was, it was good. It was professional performance. If you had got that performance the other way round and we'd got knocked out in the Carabao Cup, I don't think people would have been that bothered either. But it's a no. competition that if we're in, all right, it's a shit draw. We've ended up with Oxford. But if you'd got a good draw, then you suddenly care. We West Ham away or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We suddenly get a third. We get a third round. The Premier League Cup teams come in the third round. We get Man City at home on a Tuesday night. That'd be nice. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but for this point, yeah, I agree with you that it doesn't really matter. It's good game time for the likes of um, McCarthy. I don't think where we signed him late, I don't think necessarily he's played with us. So he got a game. Bob Varson, I think Aris said he wasn't too sure. Bradshaw nicked a goal, first goal back from injury. These That was like a pre-season friendly game. Literally, yeah. It was used like it and it was good for us. You know, it's given Malumbi by all accounts was fantastic. Malumbi, I just want to touch on him, Harry, because, um, you know, he was actually... Uh, you know, mentioned by Neil on, on News at Den. And, you know, Neil doesn't uh, dish out praise, you know, no. uh, unless it's justified, does he? And he was he was named as a, as a player that may have influence on our season. I'm really eager and itching to see something of Jason Malumba because I think he's, he sounds an exciting midfielder. And I think that's what we've been crying out for for some time. Well, well, it's a bit of creativity, isn't it? It's what, but then again, that's, that's brave from Neil to do that. But then also... He's then touched on, I saw in another interview, he touched on wanting to be able to play different ways and different systems, you know, and and this is going back to what we said last season, you know, everyone slated Neil for Millwall will be playing 4-4 fucking 2, Mike Bassett style name on the back of a fag packet for the team. You know, that that's what kind of the criticism was levelled and he's brought in a team with the, the recruitment that, uh, as you said, the versatility of these players allows us to play different systems, which must be... You know, if you play two or three systems, it must be a bar. Like, that. good sides do that. Bielsa does that. Well, you need good that players to be able to do it, don't you, Harry? I mean, but, we, but we also had... What, what was the game last season where I think we started with a 4-4-2, or was it the season before? We started with a 4-4-2, then halfway through the second half, we changed it around, put it as a 3-5-2, and ended <coughs> up nicking a, nicking a win or nicking a draw, didn't we? We got a positive result out of it. I think that was something to do with Thompson off the front, too, or Thompson... Thompson... For me, I don't know if he's he's either a centre midfielder or he's an attacking midfielder. I don't, or just you give him a free run. You just let him do what he wants because mm. he's got an uncanny ability to 
find himself in positions where he's going to score goals. If this Malumbi is similar, but a better pass of the ball than Ben, which is kind of the only criticism you could level at him, he hasn't got an incisive pass, um, then again, that's good for us. You know, if Leonard does the running, that Tanaki, I mean, I, I didn't like Tanaki, but he ran. Maybe oh, you have, that's probably the only thing we now lack is that we haven't got a runner. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is the squad better on paper than what it was last season? Yes. Is Are we more versatile? Yes. Do we look like we're more together? Yes. You, you know, there's no negatives to take out of the season so far. And that, for Millwall fans, is unfucking believable, isn't it? Normally... We, we need a scapegoat. Who will be the Millwall scapegoat this season? Who who can we turn them off? For? Big Tom, Big Tom Elliott. Tom Elliott. <laughs> no, you can't blame someone, really, if they ain't done nothing. No, we ain't done nothing, is he? Lurch, Lurch the steward. Lurch the steward. I've got a couple of tweets here just to close out on the two West Brom games. Uh, West Brom fan. Jake D96 says, if you think your week is going badly, imagine being a West Brom supporter without the witness our team get shithoused, not once, but twice by Mill in the space of three days. Um, another West Brom fan, I think. Andy Rollison says, love them or hate them, you have to say Mill will create a unique atmosphere. They're not there for a loving or to be your friend. They are vocal for their own club. It's great to see. Real old school support. I think they're both fair, fair comments. Um, so two... two a strong week, two good results, one in the cup, one in the league. We've got another big week looming, though, next week, chaps. We've got Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, which, as we've said already, they've made a 100% start to the season, so I'll be looking to top without. Then midweek, I think we're away at Fulham. So, you know, the, the games are coming thick and fast at the moment, aren't they? It's it's going to be eight, eight teams, eight eight games in, in August before, before the international yeah. break. Um Fulham away is going to be a tough one, um, but I think you're right, Harry. You've touched on that's your Millwall event. Only 1,200 fans, I think, because they, they, they've got um, uh, renovation works going. Not the 6,000 we took a few years ago under Holloway. No, when, when, in well, Holloway's because, early period, wasn't it? Yeah, that's when we won one nil with uh, Fuller scoring. We um, that's right. They've got a stand shot, Wolford, it? amalgamated. They've amalgamated one of their stands to now be a shared neutral zone behind the goal. So the words shared stand, neutral zone, ladies and gentlemen, before me will travel there on Tuesday night. There is is your task, listeners. There's a neutral zone. If you haven't got your one of your 1,200, there's a neutral zone for you to get into. So there's your task. Which definitely, definitely, definitely has never, ever, ever not worked with Millwall before. (laughs) Never. In the history of football, the (laughs) FA continued to be incompetent and very <laughs> Bolton and now the Millwall ticket in a way at Fulham. Um, these are all three charges laid at the FA. Of course, we will face... I think our fans, our fans see a neutral zone as a challenge, something to be overcome. So, um, yeah, I'm anticipating more, more than 1,200 being down the current, if, especially if we beat Sheffield Wednesday. I, mean, I think there'll be a lot more than 1,200 in, in Craven Cottage on, on... Is it Tuesday or Wednesday night? I can't remember. It's one, one I think... Other, um, I I, I, do you know what I was going to say? I think we're going to, if, if we win that Sheffield Wednesday game, I think we will become the sort of banana skin of the division, if you will. Mm. Especially going, like, so basically, Millwall aren't, Mill, Millwall at home, as you say, Nick, can, can batter anyone. We've proved, we've proved it time and time again. We, we, I think we give anyone in, we give anyone a game at the den. Um, yeah. 
we've, rat- we've rattled them to some level, you know. Yeah, I think away is a different story. But, for example, you know, like when you would be, like, at home and then you'd have someone like Birmingham come up, like, when you're at Den or Reading and you'd look and go, oh, I don't really fancy that. I can see them sort of getting a result kind of thing. You know, those those sort of teams that are a bit not glamorous, but they could do a job. I think if we go on, like, as I said, I think if we go on a little bit of a run, we will be that team this season who will surprise people away. I, I've got I've got no qualms of our away away form this season. I think we'll be just fine. Let's play it being let's play it being Neil let's play it being Neil Harris and pick our team for Saturday. Uh, I'm going to presume that we'll collectively go for Bielkowski in goal rather than Luke Steele. Um, yeah. If he's fit, Romeo back Saturday, or would you play McCarthy? If, uh, if, if he's fit enough on the bench, I suppose Romeo uh, to, to start in the right-back position. Do you agree? The right-back for me. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hutchinson, Pierce or Cooper in your middle three, middle two? Would you, would you bring back Hutch or Pierce and Cooper? Pierce and Cooper. And then on the left, I'm going to guess that would be uh, Ferguson, I guess, on the left. Murray Wallace. Oh, Wallace, Wallace. Murray yeah, Wallace. yeah, Murray Wallace, yeah. Murray Wallace, so, I, I, I forgot. The only coach I'd make, uh, as I said, is I don't like Pierce, so I'd have Hutch back, but that's my opinion. That's your choice. So, mm. Hutch played well, apparently, on Tuesday, but I didn't see it, so I can't comment. But I think Pierce will get the, the call there. Um, he will <clears> do, but Hutch gets back to anywhere near 100% of how good he was two years ago. I, I don't care if he's club captain. That, uh, that run was built on a back four that didn't concede goals. No, 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 no. That, 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 that run was built on Sean Hutchinson. Just he could have been by himself in that back four, and he wouldn't have conceded goals. That's how good he was a couple of years ago. Yes, yeah, Across the middle, I'm going to guess that we're going to consider Conor Mahoney and uh, Jed Wallace as shoe-ins on, on on the wings. So that leaves us the two central mid. I presume a four-four-two, of course. But anyway, um, Sean Williams, would you play him or would you bring um, Leonard in? Would you like to start Malumbi? I'm going to guess Thompson's another must-pick. So it's the other midfield position. Is that for grabs? Who would you go for? Uh, Leonard. Ryan yeah, Leonard. I'd, yeah, Michael? Len- Leonard and Thompson for me. Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm, they I need agree. to learn to play. At the end of the day, they need to play together. Uh, Williams can't do it Saturday and Tuesday. And I think this is important. This is an important time for Millwall Football Club in the sense that Ben Thompson, I guess, will stay. Sean Williams will eventually go. This is tight. This is the changing of the guard at a Mill Central too. You need to find out if Leonard is good enough, because we all know think Ben Thompson is. So he's so Leonard. We're, so we're going to call it. We're going to call it for Leonard then, um, yep. rather than Sean Williams. Uh, now I'm going to presume an up front two or one one, however they, they arrange it. Um, I did a, 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 a an online poll early on, which I'll try and find whilst I. Talk to you both. I, I would have thought Smith and Bradshaw up up front. Do you agree with that, boys? Yeah. Smith and yeah, Bradshaw uh, uh, is the choice of our show. Clearly, it is also the choice of eighty five percent of the one hundred and seven votes on my poll. Eighty five percent says Smith and Bradshaw up front. Seven um, percent went for Smith and Aidan O'Brien. Three uh, percent Bradshaw and Aidan O'Brien. And then an eccentric 5% wants um, Smith and Big Tom Elliott to start on the same day. You didn't But also, one or two interesting replies. Some, some want Bradshaw on his own up front. Derek King wanted Bradshaw single handed up front. So I presume that makes a five man 
midfield. I'm, I, I don't think we'll see that. I think we'll see a two up front on Saturday oh, at home. Like, to... to be fair, I agree with the five-man midfield away from home, but the five-man away for, the five-man midfield away from home would mean that you'd have to play Williams, um, not Williams, you'd have to play Wallace, Jed, rather. You'd have to play Jed and um, Mahoney as sort of like two attacking wingers, proper push forward, and then have Thompson, Leonard, and I guess Malumbi or Williams as the third centre midfielder, which might be a way how we go and play against Fulham or someone like that. You know, you know what I mean? It's I think we've now it's quite nice, isn't it? Not knowing how we're going to line up in the sense of when we're away from home at home. I think we always will be demanded to play four four two. Yeah, and I think also what's interesting is that we, you know, we, we not expect the unexpected, but Ryan James is just replying, just looking at the thread here. He says uh, Smith and Bradshaw, he thinks we'll get that on Saturday. Um, but he's wary of Sheffield Wednesday and their, their midfield and attack, apparently very good with midfield and attack, started very strongly. And the sort of style our 4 4 2 might come unstuck against that kind of team. So we may see a single striker that, um, you know, that Derek and, and even you there, um, you know, have mentioned, Harry, you know, it may well be a, a flood the midfield and try and contain this team that have started so well. We're good enough. We're good enough to play 5-3-2 as well, by the way. Achtung, Milbein. Well, it is. It is quite, a, it's good for counter-attacking if you're going to go against Someone like Bielsa, fucking, who seemingly just waits for you to go forward. When you're away from home, you can nick the point, can't you? I don't, I don't think it's when we're at home. Yeah, I'll never, you'll never see us play five at the back. But if we go away against fucking Leeds or someone and we play five three two and, and nick a point, you know, you're not gonna, no one's gonna go all the way there. As, as long as we don't go for a Craig Levine four six zero like he had when he was the Scottish <laughs> national manager against the Czech Republic. To I be honest, mate, right. we don't get Fred and Tom Elliott left at the club this summer. I think I would have preferred us playing 4 6 0. It was an effective 4 6 0. All I know is if we can get past Sheffield Wednesday, get a result out of Saturday, the, the levels of expectation, the quality of support that we take for granted will go up another notch because I, I, I do get that sense of um, impending electricity. This, the, the crowd are hungry for it. And uh, if we can get a result out of Saturday, it's uh, well, you know, we, we 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 know how it runs from there onwards. So uh, let's, let's look forward to the one before a ball was kicked <laughs> to finish what? in the top four. Achtung, Milbein. On the on the subject of electricity, Chunk Millwall on Twitter has gone out on a limb. Um, I don't know if uh, I, I don't think I'll go this far. I don't know about you boys, but Chunk says. Uh, when when we get promoted this year, when not if, when, when? we get promoted, he's going to celebrate. I'm presuming it's a he because I can't imagine any female would ever do such a thing. But um, unless it's Cleopatra, he's going to he's going to celebrate by having a bath in husky hot chocolate. Um, and apparently, um, Husky replied to this tweet to say it's actually been done. And they they they've, I don't know if you watched that video that I, I sent a link. It's a Swedish video, um, very odd scene in the deep tundra of the, of the Swedish Arctic. They set up a bath of, of hot chocolate out in the middle of the snowbound um, countryside, and uh, a guy and a girl jumped into in their swimsuits, jumped into this bath of husky hot chocolate in the deep in the Arctic somewhere. So, Chunk, um, if you're listening, there is a there is a, vi- a video on YouTube showing how it will be done. So I'm guessing that if um, if we do get promoted, we're going to hold Chunk to that to that um, that curse. Would you have a bath in hot chocolate, Ari or Michael? I don't think I w- I don't think I'll have a bath in hot chocolate. 
depending <laughs> if we got promoted and how we got promoted. If we get promoted, if we get promoted in the playoff final at Wembley, I think I'll be too emotionally drained to deal with it. I'll be bawling my eyes out or in tears of joy. And before going and getting very emotional with a couple of pints of Guinness afterwards. I, I think I might Jeremy, join you. I might join you on that one. I might join you on that one. I'm I can't. Walk in Guinness. Here's, <laughs> here's, 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 Guinness. Yeah. Is Nick's moment where he's going to do his contractual obligation to Bovril and say he's going to have a bath of Bovril? Bath in Bovril? Oh my God. I'm out smelling like oxen. <laughs> well, anyway, but Chunk Millwall, you're going to have a bath in husky chocolate, mate, if we get promoted. Well, Rejoin that story, um, maybe in May. More we'll news as we get it. More well, news as we get it. Um, now, just to before we close out tonight's show, um, I did send a message to Michael. We, I, I said, Michael, let's 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 maybe hold <laughs> off the the club shop review for a, a, a week or two. Let's, let's give it time to settle. Um, you know, we, we've done it a few times now, and I said, let's just just leave it. And you know, he was very um, he was very adult about it, and that was all fine. And then Harry turns up this story of <laughs> um, a, a chap on Twitter who um, ordered, uh, um, was it a, a Mill Baby Grow he'd ordered or something? Yeah. Or was it was it a Mill Baby Grow? He'd ordered it in July. Before the baby, this is the key point to get across. In July, before the baby was born. <laughs> a Mill Baby Grow. The, um, the baby's now seven. Baby's now born. And he posted a plaintiff tweet on, on his Mill, Mill, Mill. It was a bloke's name on Twitter that um, he still hasn't received it. It was now mid August from ordering in um, July, I'd, I'd guess early July. Uh, he still hasn't got it. And he said the baby's in danger of being too big. <laughs> I'm just getting to into the baby please, grow. Mate, whoever you are, Millwall, 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 we're not laughing at you. Please, no, please, no, please, we're, we're, please we're laughing. Please don't in block one or block 45 or wherever we all sit at the grand. We're laughing at the situation. I said to Michael, we won't do a club shop review this week. And then this story lurches out of the Twitter ether. Harry finds it. And I thought, I can't. Im- there's, if, if you want one tweet that sums up the Millwall club shop, it's that, isn't it? You order a baby grow, and uh, you know it's a long while since my 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 daughter was that age. They grow very quickly at that age. <laughs> a few weeks starts to make a difference, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Go from normal baby grow, very lively, and they've taken like six weeks to get it together, send it uh-huh. to him. Do you know and what? You think, that that baby's going to get a job in the club shop before he gets that yeah. baby grow. That'd be the that'd be the, uh, that'd be the circle, circle of life. Is the baby ends up actually running the club shop later on in life? Um, I, I I wrestle. I, I mean, I, you know, we we take the piss out of it, and we, you know, we did. No, we, we don't. Did, you lot do. <laughs> and, and we, you know, we, we had high amusement of that kind of gothic bondage, sadomasochistic, never uh, rubber band band uh, bracelet thing last week. Still one rubber bracelet, Nick. Still in rubber bracelet, and we laugh about it. But actually, it is fucking shocking, isn't it? This is for many people. The Mill Club shop, like the ticket office and the Mill Club shop, that's the only, apart from the football, that's the only part of the Mill organisation, such as you can use that term loosely in Mill's case, that's the only part they touch and have any contact with. And that represents the front face of Millwall for many people. You know, especially if they're the, the trip advisor tourists, they go in there, they see this old shit that's overpriced or... You know, clearly a, a long-term fan has ordered a baby grow because it's a happy family event, and they can't get it together to send the thing to him. And it is, it is, it is in in a nutshell, it is it is funny and and 
enraging. He's a confident face, as I said to you before. On the pitch, everything's going smooth. They've sorted that out. This year, they decided to care about the uh, the on-field playing stuff. They can only do one. Last year, obviously, they decided to give the ticket office a revamp or something. That didn't work. <laughs> I was still fucking useless. The kiosks, I uh, I realised when I went down at a Preston game, there was no absolutely no hope of getting a beer at half time. Absolutely no fucking hope. <laughs> like literally, like it wouldn't have mattered. I could have queued up there till now, and I still probably would have been being <laughs> um, just because. Fucking, I don't know where we find these people. I, I generally don't. I mean, I suppose it would be. I, 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 suppose, I suppose it must be. You're not picking from the cream of the crop interview no, list. No, no. I reckon they. I reckon they all worked at fucking Pontins in Canberra Sands before coming down <laughs> to the den. Libel, libel. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do from now on. Every time that we have something that's slightly, slightly dodgy, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to say the words libel. Um, another thing, which is a, a sad story, um, I, I don't know if you guys have picked this up tonight. I've seen that Isla Caton's... Um, I saw that. Shocking, shocking story. ...has been nicked from her house, which is right near where I live out in, in Essex. She's had yeah. her hospital stuff nicked, um, which is well, fucking disgusting, isn't it? The utter fucking scumbags in this world, they really are. And, you know, my, my heart, like all Millwall fans, our heart goes out to Isla, so... I saw that story. Maybe we can um, think about doing something to try and uh, get her some more money. She's, she's, you know, she had to generate a lot of money for a medical treatment, and now this is just a blow um, from the lowest of the low. Keeps her well has been has been nicked. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we can do and um, try and get some of that back. But no, awful, awful story. Um, Let's let's close out. I've got a couple of final tweets before we close. Bermondsey boy. It was I had a picture of um the there's the artist the transvestite artist that he got he had a picture of he, he relaunched himself Bermondsey boy because he got banned off of off of Twitter and he's relaunched yeah, so he himself. changed his name to Bermondsey girl didn't he Bermondsey girl he had a picture of the artist I can't is think he, of his name is he yeah. fully um is he fully gone now then like his older cat. I think, got, I think it got. I think. I think. I don't know what he says. He says stuff, doesn't he? Firms. I think he's a great character. He's a mill character, but he probably goes too far sometimes and gets banned from Twitter. But he relaunched himself anyway. Bermondsey boy says it's too early to make comparisons with Sheffield United, but he looks at what Chris Wilder did last season with a small budget and getting them promoted. Uh, he says it's a mixture of hard graft and good football. I'm not saying Mill will get promoted, but he feels his current team can achieve. I think. I. I. I, I I agree with what he's, the sentiment there. Hard graft and good football will take you a long way down the den. And, you know, we will see what the season produces. But, you know, um, give give a Millwall crowd a team that's given 100% and you won't go far, go far wrong at our club. So, I agree. Uh, you know, it would be interesting to see that. So that's Bermondsey boy. Um, and finally, Danny Cooper says he can't wait for Saturday. Uh, this is my, it might interest you, Harry. His half-time beer is a thing of the past, Harry. For him, it's all about a half-time husky chocolate now, so maybe it's time to move on to the husky. You might get served a bit quicker. Still won't get served. <laughs> but in the, in the old uh, Dockers Lower, formerly the East Lower, the um, the service from either beer lane only or anything you want has merged into one nowadays. So um, the old-fashioned Mickey Simpson's role on Family of Ballers has come to the end, and the kiosk service 
That's full with the full with them each sold. And uh, it's, it's it's like the Ravens who leave Olymp- the Olympus has fallen. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. Olympus service has fallen. Yeah. Are you are you both superstitious in any way? I, I'm not, but I don't know about Michael. I think you might be, mate. I think you're you're I, you're, I, you're I, a sportsman. I, I, you I probably put. Out, yeah. I, I, I can imagine. I picture you when you're doing your marathons, putting like your left your left shoe on first and your right shoe on that kind of thing. I, I'm not. But then I've never, well, never just, achieved just, anything. My um, my my uh, superstitions trip the geezer up in front of me. <laughs> now there, I tend to do so well. It's, well, it's worked well for me. So yeah, it's well. No. Why did you ask, Gary? Why did you ask? I ask because <laughs> I know what's going to happen, right? So, with the greatest deal of respect, I'm not. A, I don't wear football shirts, right? I think anyone who's over the age of 15 and wears one, maybe 12, actually, think about how tall kids are nowadays. Um. <laughs> Makes me feel like a midget, and I'm five foot ten. Um, <laughs> I, I think to myself, you should not be wearing a football shirt unless you are in a gym or doing something athletic, sitting down the pub, watching it on Sky Sports with a pint. No, that, that you should not, not be wearing a football shirt. No, I right? agree. Exactly, exactly right. And being from this side of the wall, and Nick as yourself, look now. Yeah, you, you do not be sitting around a football shirt over here, mate. That's for sure. That's it, right? So basically. I'm tempted to buy that yellow kit from the club shop, which okay. just just a shirt, just a shirt. That ain't in stock. That ain't in stock or is in stock that you can't can't buy. Um, and just have it, just in case. Just as a souvenir. No, oh, just for the Wembley trip. Just, we just for up. the Wembley. Right, just to right. go up because it'd be quite nice. But I know the the minute that I fucking buy it. The form will fall out or we'll get nine injuries or something like that. Because it's happened to me before. I bought the black kit, the black and gold one, the away kit, the alternate away kit, two seasons ago because I thought that was, without that, the best away kit I've ever seen us playing. But you put, on, you put on your Dinma, number 10 on the back there, Harry, No, didn't I didn't put on my Dinma, number 10 on the back. <laughs> Tunnycliffe, number 11, you wanted on it. Yeah, of course I put Tunnycliffe, number 10. I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's not that fucking forgettable to me. Um, I'm more, uh, to be honest, I'm more offended by banality than I am by out of shitness. I can accept your um, Rob Holses and your Ricardo Fletcher's and, yeah. and, and shit like that. What I can't accept is people that sort of just exist. Your Adam Boulders and your fucking. Ryan T- the Thierry Racon, remember him? Yeah, no, that goes into. That goes into if, comic. If you value. if you say a bad word against Barry Powell, I'm resigning <laughs> from this podcast. Score predictions to close the show. What do you think the score's going to be, Saturday, Michael? I'm going to go Millwall one, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Ooh. Harry Warren, what do you think, mate? I'm going to go Millwall three, Sheffield Wednesday one. Bold, very bold. I think we'll get goals. I'm going to call it Millwall 2, Sheffield Wednesday, nil. Ooh. There we go. Another Sorry, clean sheet. Another clean sheet. Another victim to the Neil Harris long ball game. Yeah, we're all the Harris haters now. So Fucking who's going to say, who's gonna say bye for now? Who's going to do the bye for now? Harry, you going to go? I don't want to do bye for now. Bye for now, he's dead. Unless he returns on Saturday. <laughs> He'll be back. Don't you worry, he'll be back. He's in the coffin at the back of the fucking club shop. That's why he's, no one can get the kit. He's like, he's like David Bowie in The Hunger. He's, he's, they've just put him in a loft space somewhere. He'll be brought down on Saturday. Smile, dude. Hey. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.
Mehlwald. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.